This is a Valerie Moss original podcast. Yeah, 166556th Street to Austin. Is that the one you have? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Valerie's Variety Podcast, or V Squared, and a secretive recording of a taxi ride I took recently. Hope you're okay with a little eavesdropping. I'm usually quite chatty with my Uber or taxi drivers. Insert a bit of annoyance here because BC doesn't have Ubers. Would you please get with the times? Anyways, here's a story about an interesting taxi driver. Yes, he's from Pakistan. Yes, he's money conscious. Doctors for parents, arrange marriage, and more. Take a listen. How humble is he to ask me to double check? I only like this guy. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not totally familiar. Um, How was your flight? Um, it was lovely. lovely. Uneventful. Yeah, not too much turbulence or anything. It was good. It was full, though, to the brim. I don't know why I'm always airlines are full. You know what's interesting is I just booked my flight on Wednesday night and there was like the plane was almost empty. Like I could pick any seat. And then today, a couple days later, it's completely full. That's crazy. I am I booked my flight for back home. Where's back home? Like Pakistan. Pakistan is the sixth most populous country in the world. Along the Arabian Sea, the Gulf of Oman, in the south it's bordered by India, to the east, Afghanistan, to the west, Iran, to the southwest, and of course China to the north. Over 200 million people live in Pakistan today. Yes? Okay. And I am going on 28 January. Still 52 days remaining. Isn't it cute that he's counting down the days till he goes back home to see his family? Yeah. Three weeks ago. And right. when I was checking online, so they are saying to me, three seats left, four seats left, right. five seats left. I was saying they are lying to me because different software Expedia. You know what? I was wondering that too. Because... Yeah, like, uh, but uh, to be honest with you, but when I sit in the plane, when I am traveling, believe me, no empty seat is available. No yeah. empty seat, single one. Last time I was taking flight from Doha to Los Angeles. Yeah. It is 16 hour, 35 minutes flight. Oh, one side word. is a lady, one side is a lady, both are old ladies. Yeah. So, <laughs> reason sleeping of telling, on I ask uh, air hostess, I want to change my seat. She said, sir, we don't have any empty seat. Wow. I said, oh, you can bring any woman. She said, nobody want to sit with that. So to be Uh-oh. honest, nowadays all planes are full. They're just full. Full, full. Yeah, if you go to any restaurant right now, believe me, all Chinese restaurant, Asian restaurant, doesn't matter, Continentals, Cactus Club, White Spot, all restaurant, like local restaurant, Canadian brand, American, international, Asian, people 
Asian restaurant people line up. People in the back. In the oh, line you know what? We are those people because when we go out to dinner, we don't eat Canadian food. We eat uh, some ethnic food. Yeah. Pakistan, yeah. Indian, Indian yeah. Vietnamese, all of it. I went the other day to Samosa shop. Yes. And believe me, in the line of all Caucasian people. And I was laughing. <laughs> I know. It's like, what? I know. When we go into an Asian restaurant to eat, and you're yeah. thinking, everybody in here, well, there's usually some Asians, but it's mostly white people. <laughs> yeah. People are not cooking at home. Everybody's no. working. Rush, rush, rush. How long have you been here? Uh, next month, I will complete my 11 years. 11? 11 years. Wow, excellent. shopkeeper why it is so expensive this 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 so they said uh, to be honest with you only you chat with us but other people they just pay and go you oh. know the rice bag ten dollar difference five dollar difference right yeah. before I used to buy but when I moved to Vancouver and I have local shops Asian shops are here and when I buy from there so then my some friends asked me why you're buying here you can go to the Persian shop and when I went to the Persian shop, the big difference in prices. And when I discussed with Surrey shops, local shops, and then Persian shops, so they have no clue. They said, yeah, why you are asking? People just come and pay. Wow. So you they know? don't even shopping yeah. based on price. But just, you know, my like husband and wife is working. They are chilling, you know, Sunday is only off. Yeah. They are going for uh, breakfast or brunch. And at the same time, they are going for grocery shopping and buy, you know, like... You know, women don't want to cook at home, you know, like, uh, so, you know, this way everything is going on. <laughs> you know, so, like, in your family, do you eat at home a lot or do you eat out a lot? No, 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 we always eat home. Always eat out? Always eat, eat in the house. In in the house, no, okay. No. I don't go in hoteling hardly three times in one year. Three times in one year? We eat out like three times in one week, usually at an ethnic or foreign restaurant. Wow. Hardly. And uh, tomorrow I'm going. It is very hard for me to go in the restaurant. Because <laughs> the food isn't good? Or are you just more no, comfortable No, my parents both are doctors. So when I child, so my dad said our home food is better than any food. It and is. you know, at that time Agreed. when I was a child, Benazir Bhutto, lady prime minister, was uh, in prime minister in Pakistan. Benazir Bhutto was a Pakistan politician who served as Prime Minister of Pakistan from 88 to 90 and again from 93 to 96. She was the first woman to head a democratic government in a Muslim-majority nation. I bet she has some good stories to tell. kids are not having this such a nice food they are taking like not good food this food is so good because my grandfather is a farmer so our homemade food came mm -hmm. from our village mm -hmm. and then mother washed properly and then she made a food and when we don't want to eat he always say 
your food is so good and one day he said even queen elizabeth never had this food <laughs> that's amazing you know like and i know i love you know you both know, of your parents are doctors my both parents are doctors what kind of doctors are they my mother is a gynecologist yeah. and my dad is a dentist oh wow wow it's excellent so do you have siblings here as well? No, I am only one. You're an only child? I'm only one child. Sometimes uh, I feel loneliness. <laughs> do you? My daughter's an only child. I don't know how she'll, like, I don't know how no, she'll No, 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 I have a big family. Yeah. I have a big family. Loneliness in Canada. I'm only one here in Canada. Oh, okay. Like, I have a big family. We are four brothers and three sisters. Oh, sheesh. Yeah, we are seven brothers, sisters, and... Uh, Four of them are doctors, and they're married with the spouses. Their spouses are also doctors. Yeah. But I did MBA, mm -hmm. and my younger brother, he did literature, like master in Pakistani language in Urdu. Okay. So he's a college professor. So what's your MBA in? My human resources. Okay. Yeah. So you're a people person, are you? <laughs> you're I, in a good I, job to be a people person. I did in back home. But I was a junior HR manager and I was change consultant. But problem is that in back home at that time, I was uh, in one job. I was in uh, like uh, firing. Oh yes. So when I kick people, fire when the, every morning I have a list to fire these people and they are workers and they are on oh, daily wages. Oh, I know that's tough. So eh? they have a tears on their eyes and I always give them hug and you know, but. Uh, it is hard job for me and I pray to God a lot, yeah, leave this job, man. But a change consultant job, I like it a lot. Yeah, change consultancy yeah, is a really good But position. I was only in a beginner, beginner level and then I got my immigration to Canada and then I came here. Okay. So getting out, getting out of Pakistan was better <laughs> for you, right? I just want to get some freedom and some I want to enjoy the life. My dad went to England for higher studies. His dad went to England for higher studies. This is an 11-hour plane ride. One would travel to start from Pakistan, fly over Turkmenistan, over Turkey, over the Ukraine, over Poland, and then land in England. And remember, his mom was at home with seven children while he was over studying. Depending on what time, he went to do his studies. Okay. So, when I went in England for higher studies, he went, when he went, he came back. He always talked about foreign country. If mm. you sit with my dad for half hour, once time, he will definitely discuss about the lifestyle or something about England, right? So, he, I was really impressed. And when so, I was what's the difference between, sorry to cut you off, what's the difference between the lifestyle in Pakistan versus no, the Pakistani, lifestyle in, in, in like Lifestyle is uh, different, like totally different. It is a different country. But problem is that he discussed the practices, office practices, hospital oh, practices, yes. right? Uh -huh. So, he always talk about the system, right? So, like, uh, like my dad is the only doctor in Pakistan. I have seen when I was there. Right. Who who start very late private practice? Who 
very start very late private practice before my grandfather came and allowed me Never allow him? I wonder what this would be like to not be allowed to practice medicine because your grandfather said. If I was a doctor and not an overworked project manager, my grandfather would have said, get to practicing. When he start to practice, he don't charge money. He said, if you have money, you can put in the box. My rates is outside written, whatever I did, don't pay what a humble way to run a practice how kind is this man a dental practice here in canada and especially calgary have some of the highest rates in dentistry if you couldn't pay you likely couldn't go to the dentist feel like this growing up. Compare this moment and what he said to your life. We think our parents make money, but why can't we get all the things we want when we are kids? I know when I grew up with a single dad, money was tight. Although my dad worked two jobs and went back to school when we were just young kids so he could earn more. Reflecting back now, money can only go so far. I needed to be put to bills and groceries first. Then the more fun things in life came after, the priorities. Doctors become brutal, Raymond says. 60% of women in Pakistan have cesarean operation. Research shows this is a global problem, or assistance, depending on which way you look at it. It is much more common, even in our country, to be scheduled for cesarean. It's planned. The date's provided. It's on the doctor's schedule. A natural birth, the date, the time, and the doctor is out of our control. Here in Vancouver, BC, 
I'm living, which, which city you live? Calgary. Oh, Calgary. I yeah. don't know about Calgary, but in here, 95% is not a cesarean. Not sure where he got his information, but according to April of 2018, BC tops the country in cesarean birth. Yes, tops the country. He was leading me to believe that they were low. I know Calgary is on the rise from going through the birthing process myself, having a natural birth, and seeing my sister deliver her babies. They pressured her to deliver by C-section in both cases, and we had to support and fight against it, as both mother and child were not in distress. This was purely out of convenience for the doctor, as it had been many hours. Interestingly, giving birth remained the most common reason for hospitalization in Canada. With 366,000 people giving birth each year in recent years, the next most common reason is pulmonary disease. Wow, we hear about our hospitals and emergency rooms being inundated with people who are abusing the systems. But really, it's just the moms having babies. British Columbia uh -huh. and Vancouver are much more, we would call them tree huggers, more natural, more hippie, more grounded, um, a little more connected. Obviously, this is my perspective of British Columbia. With adoration, I feel like this is truly the way things are. Growing up in the mountains in Jasper and traveling through BC on vacation, we get a sense they are more connected with mother nature. Midwives and doulas are becoming more common here and there. After educating myself more about these statistics, we are relatively close with our neighboring province and our birthing practices. In the end, we all want healthy babies and healthy moms. Whereas in Calgary, it's Our doctors are, they want things planned and push people through the system. To clarify, this is also the decision of some moms out there. They want this process to be set and organized, booked, not an organic process. Um, and it's... Oh, in here, they don't take any chance. You know, my first baby, Actually, here too, they have a lot more midwives as well. Oh, yeah. Right? Our doulas. And yeah, yeah. in Calgary, there's some, but there's it's not as common as in BC. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. That, like, people wow. here have midwives and doulas and birthing coaches and all natural births a lot, like at home. And Calgary isn't in that like Vancouver or BC in general. Pakistan have all kind of season, yes. all kind of land, everything, all blessing of God is there in Pakistan. But unfortunately, we are only 70 years old. We have a corrupt practices. We have, we don't develop any system. In system in this way, too easy to get, easy to go through, right? Like uh, for common thing, you know, like uh, if you are taking tea in the airport, it, it is uh, in Pakistani currency 150. 
if you are going out it is uh, only 50 dollar and if you go little further it might be 10 dollar if you go little over there might be 2 dollar so everywhere tea you know like right. everything you know yeah. my family is not happy from me what i am doing here as a cab job this and that they want me to take education and do a white collar job if i wanna stay here rather i have to come back right. but problem is that like earlier when i came it is a big change for me of course and, yeah. uh, but training and development is my area so i understand and i adopt canadian values and culture and now i am getting used to when okay. i go back home people ask me yeah why you are doing there your father build a house you over there you're living on branding in here such a nice fresh fruit organic fruit over there you are not eating organic food right. and you know not fresh your fruit is coming from california oh what are you doing man and then i said you know i have independence In 1947, 13.5 million people fled from one side of the British colony to the other side. A new border, millions didn't survive and came to a violent end. The direction they took depended on their faith. Hindus and Sikhs came together and separated from Muslims. This partition gave a new hope with a new nation called Pakistan. updating their education, spending years to better their education. And now they end up in Flin Flon practicing medicine. A laboratory technician in Flin Flon, Manitoba, only five Muslim people living there. They are the smallest little Muslim community in Manitoba. This is his cousin, Raymond's cousin. Take a listen to this story, it's pretty interesting. Get a job in same place, you know. 
you know what I am saying? Yes. I they do. don't guarantee it. You know, one of my cousin came from Pakistan, right? Mm -hmm. He came after two months of my arrival, and he got point immigration like me, right? Okay. And he applied many earlier than me, right? Many many years earlier than me. Okay, yeah. So he came with me, and then uh, you know. He sent his wife and daughter back home. He said, oh. I want to upgrade my education. So, so he sent the family back home back for home. support? Or yeah, support. And parents. his status is different than me. Okay. I came as a bachelor person. I went back after that to be married and I brought my wife here. Oh, so, okay. So your wife is from Pakistan, Pakistan as well? Okay, yeah. yeah. So what happened? was doing job here and he's living in one bedroom suite so and then his family back home needs money yeah. and uh, he also want to support his parents his degree he took five years to review his all degree he was a lab right. guy lab technologist okay yeah so he did everything you know when he did everything so they said after five years you don't have a Canadian experience so when he said you don't have a Canadian experience, so he went uh, all the way Manitoba. There is a small town called Flin Flon. I know Flin Flon. You Everybody know, knows Flin Flon. Five thousand people. Yeah, 6, tiny. People with, yes. Yeah, like. Yeah. So he is living there with his wife, and uh, like uh, he couldn't pregnant his wife again. He is older than me. I am right now 38 to be honest with you. Okay. He is uh, at least 5-6 years older than me. Okay. He was asking me, now he is making 140 grand. Right. Yeah. So what does he do there? He's a lab guy. Oh, just lab tech? Yeah, lab technology. Okay, right? yeah. He is making now 140 grand. Wow. So hardly he is bringing home $70,000. Right. In $70,000 he is renting, he have a truck. You know, All the pilot because he can he have to live over there. Right. So only five uh, Muslim people living there. So oh my five gosh. Muslim families, only five male. One guy go every month to buy food for all five families. Oh wow, that's And they travel nine hours to the Winnipeg. Yeah. To get that food, and then they come back and they distribute. I see. That's so, a nice community. You know, like five people. So he was saying to me, yeah, and he's not performing his prayer congregation, oh. and then uh, he misses uh, everything. So so he's isolated? He's isolated. And then he was asking me, the precious five, six years, I was away from my family, from my wife, from my daughter. Right. What I did. I came here, it is a different culture, I called my mother, I said it is very difficult for me to keep myself uh, single plus a capital, like you know like we are isolated before marriages from the girls, in here society is very different, right. it is not 1965 when my dad went, Yes, exactly. so he said I understand, we are looking for two years but it is very hard to find out your partner. Find a partner. The Pakistanis still have arranged marriages, semi-arranged, and love-arranged. They sometimes take a year or more to be established, and it's between the families, not just the future bride and groom. 
This starts at the age of 20. For me, I met my husband when I was a waitress at a local golf course. He was having supper with one of my workmates. Arranged? No. But I was 23 at the time. 17 years later, it was a good night, beef dip and all. Plus, he was a good tipper. Yes, you heard that right. His wife stays at home, takes care of the kids for the last 10 years, and has two bachelor degrees, one master's degree, and one diploma. Um, what? She could be working here, have a nanny for her kids until they are old enough for the private school goals that they have, and have a sense of empowerment here in Canada. something you have to upgrade your education in university whatever you do I will totally cooperate with you right so if you get a white collar job then I will search something otherwise I will keep doing this job I am happy to do this job. right hmm do you think she's really happy at home sounds a bit like she was a career student with this much education under her belt and being a star student at the university now she's home all the time taking care of her kids. This taxi driver sounds like he's supportive of her going back to school and upgrading her education so she can, if required, work here in Canada. And then he would choose to do something else to support her work. It's kind of cool. You know, like in this job, you understand, like I am doing 70 hours a week. That's insane. In other job, we can't do 70 hours. We have right. to stick around 35 hours only. 
Yeah, or, or so, for sure. You know, and 35 hours, you know, I used to do two, two jobs. And how I came in taxi industry, I have no friends and relative here. I was, uh, I used to do two jobs and sometimes I get late. I 16 hours I do, 7, 11, 8 hours and about yeah. my eight hours. And I, in between, I was uh, like uh, driving fast and get, sometimes my wife took my car, so I take the transit bus and I am getting late. Then I take the cab, right? So cab drivers not happy from me. Never ever, you know. So they said, why you are taking cabs for seven dollar fare, man? You know. Right. So in this way, one cab driver said, I can help you. You can become a cab driver. He told oh. me. So I was really impressed when he told me. But I took two years. I said, listen. If Caucasians sit behind. And he was swearing at me, you don't know the way to listen. I forget that I am living in Canada. I will, I will give him response. He said, no, I will be with, with, with you on the phone. I will teach you how to go there. Isn't this amazing that someone, a stranger, saw something in this cab driver, or future cab driver, that is, that he wanted to teach him how to drive taxi and find his way around the city over the phone? Also teach him how to deal with impatient Caucasian men. This is a whole other schooling lesson in itself. I said, but how, how many days? He said, only two weeks you will become a driver. I said, no man, it is hard. Then he continued pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. He was a good fellow, right? Yeah. So he just picked me and he said, yeah, because of you, I lose my turn, you know, only $7 fare. <laughs> you know, like, and then he yeah. said, you take, take my number, I will help you. The stranger gave him his number, made jokes about losing his fare due to training this stranger to him. Isn't this a nice story about paying it forward? One man changed another man's life. His very first day, in the end, was really good on the job. Seven years later, he has such a good disposition, he's very happy and content to be doing his job. And like, how friendly is he? Then he helped me a lot and then he communicated with me. And one day my wife said, why don't you try? I, when I try, I was surprised. Very first day, I said, oh my gosh. Like it was good? It was good day, very good day, you know. Oh, that's yeah. great. So last seven years, I am driving a cab six days a row, 12 hours a day. Okay. So month of February I give to my parents because over the years they work hard, right? That's <laughs> nice of you. So this is a Tawasanina, right? Yeah, this is the one. Yeah. What's your name? My name is Rahman. Rahman. Yeah. My name is Valerie. Yeah, nice meeting with you. Nice Valerie. meeting with you and thank you for visiting right. with me. I hope you enjoyed getting to know my taxi driver, Raymond. I always find this interesting getting to know someone in this short drive and how much they are willing to share with you and open up with you about their life. I'm a big believer in being open to the world and the world will be open to you. It's a serendipitous moment you will have. We are all connected. So the next time you jump into a taxi or an Uber, get to know your driver and your world will be brighter for it. So you are here Thanks for listening. Do you have a taxi ride experience you'd like to share? 
please drop me a note, text, or email to Valerie at ValerieMoss.ca as I'd love to hear your story. The intro and outro for this podcast is recorded by London Moss. The voice recording is by me from the Vancouver airport to my hotel in the Coast Wasson Inn at Delta, BC. The music I chose for this episode is through GarageBand, Indian Raha Sitar 30 and Indian Raha Sarad 15. The crying baby in this story is London Moss, recorded on her actual birthday. Thank you also in part to CNN, The Vancouver Sun, Google Maps, and Wikipedia. Thanks for listening. Visit ValerieMoss.ca for more information.